Hey folks, this is Bill. I'm back. And what I decided to do is go ahead and we're going to put this Google Hangout that Jonathan hosts with WP Tonic Live that you don't really hear it on iTunes because the Google Hangout. But we're going to have the link also so you can watch if you want to watch part of it. These folks that are on this Hangout, they're really some of the very top WordPress people across the country. And it's absolutely a pleasure to have them. So great opportunity since I should say my system messed up on the social media part one tonight. Let's go ahead and put this up. And tomorrow, like I said, we're going to redo social media part one. It's going to be part one of a four in a series. Great opportunity for you to listen in to part, if not all, of the Google Hangout. And the end of the discussion, the second half, this is long, they talk about uh, some of the elements of owning your own organization and what a programmer uh, developers should really charge a client what they have to charge. So I, I think it's an interesting but long Google Hangout. It's more oriented towards the uh, programmers and techies. But enjoy. Jonathan and I will be back to you tomorrow, that is, with the first part of social media. And it's going to be a good series. And if you want to go to the website to see the live Hangout, rec- which is recorded on Google+, go to wp-tonic.com. Not quite live. There we are. We should be live. But we are live. Hey, welcome to WP Tonics Hangout. Jonathan, you're like going to be the host today. I'm Bill Conrad from Numia Gold. We're on the backside and our wonderful panels. They can introduce themselves. Yes, right. Um, Ladies first. Ladies first. Um, Are there any ladies here? Uh, I'm on the end of the row, so I I suppose I'll uh, I'll start. My name is Sally Getch. First of all, uh, first of all, I would like to say that um, Patrick will not be joining us. He uh, he's feeling a bit under the weather, and he's um, got a lot of work to do with Wufu themes. Um, so, um, ladies first, but uh, we're going to start with our guest, our guest lady. All right, Natalie, yeah. <laughs> go for it. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Natalie MacLeese, founder and principal of Purple Pen Productions, and founder and chapter leader of Girl Develop at Los Angeles. Woo-hoo! Right. <laughs> um, our next lady and our normal panelist. Ah, not normal enough. Uh, my name is Sally Getch. I'm the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup. I've been using WordPress since 2005, and I actually dream about it. You don't, do you? I have dreams about coding, yes. it's. Oh, really my. Unfortunately, I'm not doing anything brilliant in them, and I never remember the solutions when I wake up. Oh, I'm not going to respond to that, actually. Um, Next, John. John Locke. Hello, I'm John Locke, and I am a developer and founder over at Lockdown Design in Sacramento, California. Right. Um, David will be joining us, but a little bit later. (laughs) That's what (laughs) uniforms us. That's what uniforms me. So, um, Adam, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Adam Silver. I uh, run South Bay WordPress Meetup in the Los Angeles County area, and I also have a blog and podcast over at kitchensinkwp.com, and I do other stuff in WordPress. Yes. And uh, of the notorious Moulton. Can you introduce yourself, Moulton? Uh, <laughs> 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 More than sign language. 
<laughs> yeah, um, he will be coming and joining us when he sorts. All right. Um, um, can you introduce? Um, I'd like to introduce my co-host. Can you introduce yourself, Bill? Oh yes, I'm Bill Conrad. I'm the uh, least fluent in WordPress, but I'm learning so much. They say, you you are, you are as the five people you are around. And I tell you what, I learned so much from these. Google Hangouts and these WordPress specialty folks. So I really enjoy it. And I hope to get around to all your meetups too. That's one of my goals this year. All right, there you go. And um, I am, I don't know what I am, um, but um, my name is Jonathan Denwood. Uh, I run a small digital agency called Digital Delirium in Reno. And I've been actively developing in WordPress since version 2.9. Um, and I, um, I'm the kind of online monitor, monitorator, whatever. And Bill, Bill controls all the all the stuff in the background, so um, it's quite useful. So um, hopefully, Morton will return at some stage. <laughs> and, um, um, so I, um, we have decided that we're going to have a general um, discussion. Period, and then we go on to the main subject, which is going to be WordPress membership plugins and our experiences of those. Um, so, to start off our general discussion, I thought that um, WooCommerce had just issued a, a, a kind of solution for photography, and it struck me it had some interesting elements because um, it was like um, they were offering a kind of complete service aimed at photography. It was a theme, maybe plug-in combination. Um, and I think there's kind of traction in that where you offer kind of a complete package for Pacific Industries. And I just wondered what the um, panel thought of this new plug-in from Wufu Themes and the whole concept, are we going to get more of these type of combinations aimed at particular industries? Go on, panel, please, somebody. <laughs> I suspect we will get more of, of these uh, solutions. Um, as, I, as I said in the uh, kind of pre-roll discussion, I, I think, it, you know, if I were a photographer, I'd probably still be looking more at the um, graph paper press uh, cell photos uh, solution, but if I had a site where I was selling a bunch of other things in a WooCommerce store, it would be nice to have this available. So, as a um, ex photographer, let me just go ahead and put this on my around my neck. This huge, this huge piece of glass. <laughs> oh, it's the big lens. Yeah, I have the big glass. Uh, I have a few of them, and uh, I'm trying to sell some of them. <laughs> Um, well, the lenses don't lose value. They lose no value. They gain value. Anyway, so, you know, I still shoot. I don't shoot nearly as much as I used to. Um, it's ironic. I got into WordPress because of my photography business. I needed a new site. I was presenting at Natalie's meetup four or five years ago, talking about a different framework and the uh, layout, and my old site was a flat HTML. It was just time. And uh, so that said... I built my own, and you know, had this existed then, yes, it'd be much easier. What I find odd is the fact that they do a licensing, um, you know, seventy-nine dollars for one site, five sites, one twenty-nine, twenty-five sites, one seventy-nine. So if you're a photographer, it's just you know, you know I can see the reasoning. I just don't necessarily. It's, it's odd. It's how they price everything. Of course, you know. So it's one. If I'm a photographer, I'm gonna buy it once. But if I'm a developer focusing on trying to get business from photographers, I would buy 
the, the larger packages. The only right. issue or, is you, I, or you'd have each of your clients buy their own. Buy their own, exactly. So the main issue is I know I didn't really look at the docs too much in depth and what they're using for. I know Wootheems is great. I know them. I, I'm, I was talking to one of them recently in uh, at WordCamp Maui. I'm just gonna keep dropping that in there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's been a rough life this last month for me, let me tell you. Yeah, we, we feel so sorry for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I went from 80 degrees to 84 degrees balmy, you know? So, um, Life is rough. It is, you know. Yeah. I, I can I just, to, um, yeah. just slightly interrupt? Can Morton, yeah. Morton, are you with us, Morton? Can you hear me now? Oh, yes. yes. Morton, you can speak. You're, little white. You're a little white, though. You look pale. I do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're washed out. Your light feels okay. right. Eye look. Looks like there's a. You know why? You know why? It's because I'm on my Mac, and Mac for some reason. <laughs> I'm on my Mac, problem. and I look wonderful. Um, so let me just click on this button here. And I'm, I'm on my PC because my Mac wouldn't be up to this. Oh well, uh, Bill. Um, I think the camera's on me all the time, Bill. No, it's no, it's not. I'm watching. Oh, isn't it? Okay. Not at all. In fact, I've got okay. both monitors up. It's doing well. That's just he's, for you, Sean. He's got four monitors, my... Uh, no, I don't have four monitors. I got an, I, two Macs. He's got more... He's surrounded. He's like a, a Bond villain. I, 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 uh, I think what Morton is surrounded by is uh, soundproofing, which is very sensible. Oh, Morton, yeah. Oh, Morton looks good. Looks right like he wants in. to do like a... I clicked Linda. the button. See, now it works. Hold he's on, like recording right. for Linda. <laughs> All right, um, Natalie. Um, now, I think you question... Natalie, what did you think about this Wufu plugin? Do you do you think it had any kind of interest at all? Or? Not for me personally, but I think um, you know a photographer needing to sell uh, photos is a pretty common use case, and with the WordPress community and the market for WordPress being so huge, I think that there's a lot of room for these really niche solutions yeah. that you think, oh, well, less than one half of one percent. Of WordPress users are going to need this, but one half of one percent of how many millions of websites is still a pretty substantial chunk of a market. Yeah, I totally agree, Natalie. Um, that's one of the re that was the main reason why I added it was it's only a small section, but I think there's going to be more of these type of products, and it it just kind of I thought it was just interesting. It came from Woo themes and being that they're big players in, in this sector. Um, but I think there's a lot of other people uh, that are looking at um, niche um, so sectors. Can I, I'm going to ask a quick question, though, on this. I'm looking at the documentation real quick. Yeah, obviously, they have the ability to add photographs. They have the ability to, to even sell a product. But from my perspective, when I was shooting professionally, yeah. hey, I want to sell prints. Right. Know, I don't see anything about selling print. So I use a service called Zenfolio. I still use them. I downgraded recently because there was no reason for me to go for the higher level. I wasn't selling enough to make it sense. But Zenfolio is perfect. And now Zenfolio also offers blogging. So they didn't. You used to have to have two. Um, you had your site and you had them for So I actually have a seed name set up. So you go to store.myoldcompanyname.com. Nobody knows you left my domain. They took, they took care of my store. I create packages. I create prints, framing, all that stuff. All through them. And then they manage it all. So... That's the only drawback I see. I don't think it's a full, full solution because I think that would be um, more, that's more than the theme can do. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the cell media plugin from Graph Paper Press does prints. Let me drop okay. the 
right. I think we go on to the next subject. That are, um, um, the next subject I put on was obviously the core developers of uh, WordPress. WordPress have changed. Um, Helen and um, uh, uh, Dion. Yeah. They they have um, retired, semi-retired, and we got two new heads. Um, I just want to get from the panel because um, I'm no um, obviously you know having two new leads will will change the focus slightly. But have you got any insights how um, how far out does the core team of WordPress plan plan their updates, you know, the revisions of WordPress, and have you got any insights maybe on how decisions are made in WordPress and automatic about the direction that um, WordPress is going to go? Matt calls, um, you know, Rand and I all the time. <laughs> we do talk. <laughs> and then we, bring in, then we bring in Natalie. Yeah. yeah. We do beers on Skype. No, I... Yeah. They they have it. There is a roadmap. I mean. Yes, I put the, I put the link to the roadmap in yeah, the chat. There you go. So there's a roadmap, and that's what I use, and that's what I go by. Those dates are loose. They're not in stone as far as the release dates because things come up and you know bugs are found and you know depending on they have to make a decision what gets squashed and what gets included or not included. Um, but they're pretty close, and that's what I think is awesome. I mean, I love the fact that there's a roadmap. Um. But like you say, things changes. You know, um, in the next, um, let's say, the next year, is that you know, obviously um, at W, at the conference, you know, Matt said that the language side was going to be a big thing for them. Um, yeah. But in the next year, do you do you see any fundamental um, other things that going to come up that going to surprise people? No. If you're paying attention to what they're what they're talking about producing, it's it's not going to surprise you. I mean, I, I subscribe yeah. to the dev chat right. emails, and they say, "All right, we're working on this. We're working on that. We just put the, you know, theme changer back into the customizer, and and so on." And uh, you know, sometimes you see that you know, oh well, we've made a decision to postpone this because it's it's not working out right. I mean, I hope we don't get more. Surprises of the sort we had in 3.6 with the post-format UI disappearing at the very last minute, which was yeah. frustrating as I just made a bunch of videos with them in it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and also because I really liked it. It doesn't seem to have that many fans, but, but uh, I actually quite liked the post-format UI. Um, but uh, I, I think they probably all learned a lesson from that uh, in terms of being more confident about uh, implementing something before they promise. Well, they yeah, so, Morton, what do you think? Uh, you, you asked the three completely different questions. Are you talking <laughs> well, about? I'll that? do that normally. Don't <laughs> are, you, did you talk about, are you talking about the new lead developers, or what's happening in WordPress, or if there's a plan f going forward? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, let me, let me answer that, the uh, what's happening yes. thing. Then. Answer any or all of those. Okay, so <laughs> the, the, big, the big thing that's changed in how WordPress is developed um, happened not l last year, but the year before, after the big disaster of uh, PostFormats UI, when all of the feature core development was moved into feature plugin development. 
So anything that's new to WordPress, any kind of new feature that hasn't been there before, any kind of change or uh, extension is now developed as a standalone plugin so people can test it as it's being developed without it getting built into the core and then if it doesn't work, it has to be pulled out again. So right now, there are several major plugins that are underway. You have... Um, uh, the front-end editor, which is going to be launched sometime in 3087, I think. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, they're, they're just waiting for all those page builder plugins to, you know, have... Yeah, exactly. And there's the WP API, which is coming soon. Uh, there's the... Um, uh, the... Uh, uh, what do you call it, like pods-ish kind of thing where you can you can add new types of content but not as contents. You can add new fields and things like that. So basically something that will make either pods or advanced custom fields irrelevant. Uh, that's coming. Uh, there's work on uh, a new image editing and image adding feature called Flow, which is coming sometime in probably 4.5 or 6. Um, so there's a lot of things happening. And you can actually follow along by going and checking out all these feature plugins and see what's going on. But it's not... Um, the, the funny thing is, there is no actual grand scheme. People think there is, but there isn't. It's mainly a matter of people saying, hey, I want to do this. Does anyone else want to do this too? And then if enough people want to do it, they jump together and they make a team and they start building a plugin. And if that plugin pr proves to have value, then it might get baked in once it's you know, built to a proper standard. Now, as an example, two days ago, a plugin was released called RICG Responsive Images. And it was built by um, uh, the people from... Um, uh, well, I can't remember what it's called. It's basically the people who built the, the um, picture fill plugin that allows web browsers to support a new markup standard for HTML5 responsive images, even though the browsers currently don't. Now, yeah. there's been a plugin for a while that's been kind of wonky, but now the team that built PictureFill have joined in to build that plugin. And you can use it right now, and it'll give you properly marked up responsive images on your site for all your new posts, and they've started work on making that a feature plugin. Now, the funny part about it is no one really knew this was happening until all of a sudden it popped up a couple of days ago and then, you know, thousands of people installed it and now there's a channel on Slack and everything is happening at once. So there's a chance that that might actually be baked in sooner than we think, whereas some of the highly anticipated features like ImageFlow and the WP, WP API keeps getting pushed forward and forward because yeah, it's there, so complicated. This was, this was the reason why I brought it up because I was aware that they're kind of separating functionality and plugin and, you know, like most things, there's good and bad. And one of the bad things is that some things get pushed back, other things get ramped up and, yes, there's overall plan but... Um, what you've just described, that some get pushed back and get some forward, you know, um, it can seem to start to get a little bit chaotic. Um, but that was only mine. It's well, open source, It's yeah. open source. That's yeah, how it works. I suspect it was chaotic anyway. Yes. What, what, what's your <laughs> feed? What do you think, Natalie? Do you think I'm just talking rubbish or do you think, you know? <laughs> no, I can see if, if 
from outside, if you're not following the like the core chats and just the releases that they put up on make.wordpress.org, it can seem just like random features come out in every release and who makes these decisions. Um, but, you know, it's for the most part a bunch of volunteers working on what they're passionate and excited about. And it's just kind of whoever wants to jump in and work on it can. Yeah, I think you've got to keep that into consideration. What about what's your feelings about it, John? You've been very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, definitely, uh, you know, I think a lot of what appears in WordPress is just paving um, the cow pass. It's paving, um, making things solid that people are already trying to do and that people are requesting. And uh, I think it's a good direction that they've taken where they develop these features as plugins first to work out all the bugs. And I think that's what's happening right now with the JSON uh, REST API mm -hmm. because I think that's going to be a big game changer like custom post types was. Yeah, well, yeah. But I think yeah. that they have to, you know, it seems like that's getting pushed a little back. WordPress has custom post types? I'm just kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Right. Right. Oh, I think yeah, it's that's very exciting. It's a very exciting time, you know, yeah. as as it continues to grow. So. All right. Yeah, but well, I'm English, so I don't get excited about anything. <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> no, time for a joke about the English. Anybody have a good joke about the English? I think you just said it. On to the next one because um, um, taxonomies. Um, I put in this plugin detect shared terms, and um, I noticed Matt um, in San Francisco. The Finns, um, he said that he felt that needed improving was um, taxonomies and how WordPress deals with taxonomies, and um, I think I kind of understand what taxonomies really do, but um, when I try to explain it to other people um, that are not into WordPress, I, I know after about 10 seconds I've totally lost them. So um, I'd like to ask the panel, um, do they think that, you know, do they agree with Matt that this is one side of WordPress that needs to be made more simplified and um, what 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 are the rows of taxonomies and um, or does it not really matter I'm going to ask Adam because I'm sure I'm going to get a two sentence reply Go on, Adam. it depends <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know taxonomies are important of course I mean I've always described the taxonomy structure as it's the function it's the added functionality to with custom post types that's how I use them because we have categories and tags um does anyone remember when we didn't have tags? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. You know. And there was a tags plugin. Right. So there were you know, several tags plugins. Yeah, you know, and then we just had a long blog, you know, just had all the categories and there was no other way to it was just it was crazy. So I think they're important. Whether they need to be baked in, I don't know. I mean I don't know, it's a hard it's, it's a tough call. Or, you know, what the next step of them or the best way to describe them. I tend to tell people it's it's a Learn when, learn them about them when you need when you need them for the next level of development. All right, I'm going to ask Natalie. Um, do you think that um, how taxonomies are handled in WordPress needs to be fundamentally altered? And um, 
you know, because I, I was just interested in that Matt actually thought it was rather complicated how they're set up in WordPress at the present moment. Yeah, I haven't found them to be terribly complicated. I think one thing I've been frustrated with is um, if you have the nested, I'm not sure, hierarchical taxonomies. I don't really like how those work. I think if you assign it to one of the child taxonomies, it should automatically get the parent, and it, it's really wonky and weird how that works. Yeah, so, that's what I was thinking, Natalie. I agree with you. Yeah, Yeah, I. but I think other than that, um, I know a lot of newcomers to WordPress really struggle with the difference yeah. between categories and tags. Yeah. And I always describe it as categories are like the table of contents at the front of a book, and the tags are like the index at the back of it. All right. What does uh, what does Moulton, Moulton say about this? Uh, <laughs> so let, let me describe the difference between categories and tags in a way that actually oh, makes sense. Oh, please do, Moulton. I'll, I'll do you. Right. So yeah. this is the, I always use this description because it really functions. Shall I go back a cup of tea, you, Moulton, as you're doing you, uh, <laughs> you're in your, Just <laughs> bear with me. When you're in your bedroom. Oh, oh, oh. When you're in your bedroom and you want to get dressed, you go to your closet. In your closet, you've organized your clothes in a specific system. So you'd likely have your shirts and your pants and your skirts and your blouses and your socks. These are your categories because they're categories of things. Like They might be different, but you would organize your clothes mainly in those categories. And then you can have super categories like winter clothes and summer clothes and things like that. The tags are the things that are in the back of your clothes that say who made them, where they're from, what they're made of, and so on. They're relational. So you know, for instance, you can't wear a wool shirt and we, a linen are, shirt. I think wool. the panel is aware of this, Walter. Yeah, I think we, we, just want to know, we just want to know if it so can be You're asking how to describe taxonomies to people so they understand it. That's how you explain Very it. So I think it's great. Yeah. Now, I'm going to use it for my class next month. That, that's why Morton is a Linda <laughs> instructor. I mean, now, I, used to use, I use food as far as my examples, but whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's... That's the difference between categories and tags. Now, the thing with the taxonomies that has come up, like th this new plugin that's being rolled out, yeah. actually has nothing to do with rolling taxonomies into WordPress. It has to do with a really old bug that is, uh, triggers this bizarre situation where if you make a taxonomy, so a custom taxonomy, and give it a name, Mm -hmm. And that name already exists somewhere else in a different oh. taxonomy. You can create a conflict that is really disastrous, but you don't see that it's disastrous until it conf it becomes very, Space very time big. continuum. Yeah, it, it, it creates total chaos in the database. <clears throat> oh, that's so what they've done is fix the bug in website. such a way that <laughs> so they fixed the bug. But the problem is when they fix the bug, if you currently have that problem on your site through a plugin or a theme and the new version of WordPress rolls out, then those tags will get all messed up. Like the, the taxonomy um, the taxonomy slugs will get messed up. So therefore, you have to run the plugin to find out if you currently have these things on your site so that you can clean them up before the next version of WordPress rolls out. Now, this is a typical example of Bad decisions make a lot made a long time ago that have never been fixed because the, of the concern of what would happen if they got fixed. Now that it's fixed, there has to be an information campaign to make sure people don't get screwed when the new version comes out, right? Oh, so thank you for that. Actually, actually, it was very insightful, and um, yeah, I'll be looking at my code. So, um, what, what does John think about this? Got any practical? You know, where you struggled with taxonomies or you had to use them? Give some insights, John. 
Well, um, yeah, I've, I've had to use custom taxonomies once or twice on a couple projects before. Uh, the one thing that I've, the, the way that I understand the changes that are, that are happening now is, as Morton described, if you name uh, your taxonomy the same thing as you name something else, there can be a conflict. And from what I understand, this bug was, has uh, been around for about seven years. Mm -hmm. And now with WordPress grown to the size that it's at, separating um, out those different taxonomies, say you have uh, two things that are named the same thing, you want to separate it in a way to where it's not going to cause bugs on all these millions of sites. So I think this is a kind of a big deal. It'll make life easier. I know uh, for me uh, in the past, it's it's you can't name categories and tags uh, the same thing, or you you know I've tried to avoid that. So yeah. so definitely, I think this is a, a big deal. So. All right, thanks for that. Yeah, it's I'm just gonna to fix. Yeah, go then, Sal. What are you gonna say? I was just going to say, it's it's important to fix the, the, the bug, and, and, you know, you do, I have run into what may be this bug, or maybe something else, where, uh, um, you know, some, something has ended up with the same slug as something else, and you you go to a really unexpected place when you, you know, click the menu yeah. link, or, or, or whatever, and you're puzzling over it, and you finally discover, oh, there was, you know, a page that was trashed but not deleted that, that was mm -hmm. called that. Or, or there was a category with this name and also a menu item with this name. And, and so anything that can help prevent those things is good. And I think also just kind of reflecting on the site that I'm building now that, all right, so you have an event plugin and it creates event categories. And then you have an event category <laughs> and you give it the same name as, like, the post category, you know, or do you need to give it a different name that's similar to, you know, in trying to organize things, or do you just want to go into the code and, and say, no, I'm going to change this up so that I can use my regular categories on my events? All right. I think we've covered that, and we've got some good insights. Thank you, panel. So I'm going to go on to my last one, that I, and I, I, I do not apologize about it. Um, I know um, um, <laughs> visual <laughs> plugin builders, page builders, we're back onto that again. Um, I don't suppose. <laughs> uh, you, you can't, I'm pretty, you, you, you can start reading my mind, really. Um, so um, I've been trying out this one, and I, I think it's an awful name, though. It's Beaver Builder. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Who. I got. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, I've, I've read the mascot. But Pardon? yeah, the well, name is iffy. It's a bit iffy, isn't it? Beaver Builder, isn't it? Um, but um, I'll be trying. We just it. all have dirty minds. That's all. Oh, well, I'm not. I just yeah, think. This is my, think, oh, this now, my high school mascot. My high school's oh, mascot is right. a beaver. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> Washington. That was my Thanks. high school. And my dad would sometimes laugh. He'd be like, hee, hee, hee. And I'd be like, that's so funny. He'd be like, oh, nothing. So, so where, is this <laughs> beaver, where is this beaver high school? In Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. In the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the woods. It is in the woods. There was a bear in the parking lot one time
So um, I'm, I apologise to the um, viewers, but it was all down to me. Um, but um, I've been trying it out, and actually, it's one of the most slickest ones that I've tried. And um, they gave me a review, and uh, I probably will splash out some of my own money on it because I actually think it's pretty cool. But uh, you know, the reason why I bring it, I, I, the reason why I brought it up, panel was that I actually think it, um, I think with WordPress.com, I, I actually think, I, I have no insight in this at all, but I think in the next six, this year, we're going to see some big changes with WordPress.com. And I, um, I think I sense that some of the bigger changes are going to be with WordPress.com. And I think there's going to be a much better, there's going to be a real hardcore visual editor in built into it. And there's going to be some other big changes. But um, go on, somebody in the panel, to say that I'm talking absolute crap. Go on. Um, no, um, you know what, Jonathan? I think that's, you actually have a really good point. Because if WordPress... I'll send, I'll send you the $20 tomorrow, John. Okay, sure thing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, if you're talking about getting more people on websites and WordPress having competition like Squarespace yep. and Wix and Weebly, I think you definitely have to make WordPress.com as comparable to them as possible and if you have some sort of visual builder that makes it easy for the common person to get online you know quickly and have it look professional then that's definitely an asset I don't so. know if I like this rational John. I don't know if I like rational John. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is just I, weird. I don't be irrational, John. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I had a client I built a WordPress site for, and she has a second site that she did in Wix, and she is forever complaining to me about how much easier Wix is. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I did a presentation last night, SBDC, here locally, and at the end of the night, a woman came up to me and she said, she's an artist, she needs a site, she feels like WordPress might be too much for her, should she use Wix or Weebly or Squarespace? And instead of laughing her out of the room, like I might have done two or three or four years ago, I said, you know, it's an option. You know, there are different, you know, try the, do the trial, do the two weeks, whatever they give you, try it. The only issues I have with it versus even WordPress.com, I, I, I try to get her to go to WordPress.com, but I said, the issues are the monthly fees, you know, and can you get your data out later when you want more? If you want to start selling your art, can you do yeah, some Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, you know, can you can you export it and, and transport and, it? And that right. is when Thing you know, about WordPress.com is that it's easy to do that. Right, she's in a bind. She want, and it's always that way. It's always you know you think about outsourcing or sub or subbing something out. If you think about it for two days, you're two days behind schedule. So she wants the website up and running as soon as possible, but she doesn't want to take the time to investigate everything. She wants the easy answer, or at this point, she'll end up just hiring somebody, maybe me, to build her a quick little you know a couple pages website on .com. But we'll see. You know, but Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, Squarespace. They're functional. They work for some people, and you know they're not my cup of tea. You have to match the tool to the job. Right. Absolutely. Wow, that was deep. My tweet. Yeah, was, um, <laughs> um, I just think um, I understand that most of the income for automatic comes from WordPress.com. Yeah. So, in pure financial terms, for the automatic, um, it's a business. Um, and they've got share. You know, got investors. Um, 
that side of their business, which they get most of the income, is under attack to some extent. So I don't, uh, I don't think it's business, under attack. I don't think it's under as much attack as you think. They do the WordPress.com support. They do the upgraded features. They have VIP. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think... I think it comes from big things, not from small, like, personal sites. Right. And I don't think... Oh, right. I mean, Matt has said many times that basically they use WordPress.com as, as a massive beta testing site. Mm -hmm. So if they roll something like this out on WordPress.com, it will eventually be available for self-hosted WordPress. Not always. Well, there, I mean, there are, there are some things they use in VIP that aren't, certainly, and there are some there's other things. There's but, a split internally in Automatic between Matt, who wants everything to be open, and uh, other people who don't. Um, it's, you know, th there's... I remember when um, Jetpack first came out. You remember Jetpack in the beginning and only had four features, something like that? <laughs> and uh, I, I think I even wrote a blog post. I'll that now. I'll give you Just wait. <laughs> there will be a thousand features, and half of them will cost money. Because this is a way for Automatic to wedge their, you know, paws into the pockets of people who don't want to be on WordPress. Right, yes. Well, I didn't say it would necessarily be available for free. No, but see, what's happening is a lot of the features that are being added to WordPress. Well, you're very nice, Sally. No, I, I just don't argue with her. I just agree. But no, wait, wait. I have a point here. No, uh, I wouldn't dare argue with Morton. I, I, <laughs> I think what we'll see is... I think we'll see a split. We'll see WordPress.com diverge more and more from WordPress, the core application, because uh, WordPress.com benefits from being a different type of service. Like it's becoming more and more of a service and less and less of an online version of WordPress. Um, and if they include a page builder, that will require a complete rethink of how all the themes work because you're basically putting a new layer on top. And it would require standards that then have to be adhered to by theme developers who submit themes to WordPress.com. And they can control that, but they can't control the themes that are available in the wider WordPress market. So rolling out a theme builder that would work on WordPress.com would probably mean refactoring it completely to get it to work with every other theme. And that is not something I think Automatic would see any value in doing. All right. What, what about you, Natalie? You got any thoughts? Uh, well, if they put some sort of a page builder on WordPress.com, they're going to have to really think about how that's going to hurt people's ability to export their data out of WordPress.com yeah. and move to WordPress.org because I know a lot of people sign up for WordPress.com to get started. And they run that until they run up against some kind of limitations and it's time to move off to their own self-hosted side and maybe hire a developer to do something custom for them. And it's going to make it that much harder, I think, to move off of it. They would have to do some sort of plugin that was available in the repo for people on WordPress.org to make sure that all that content could come over. That's, a, that's an excellent point, Natalie. Um, the thing is, I've got nothing against Wix and the other players in it, but it's just um, I think people have been kind of drawn to these priority um, solutions because it hasn't WordPress hasn't got a real strong page layout thing that they can use. And I, I prefer to be able to keep them in an open source community rather than going to a priority solution myself. Um, so, 
that's my position. I'm, I'm going to wake up Bill. Bill, why are you awake, Bill? You know, I'm, I'm busy here. We actually have a question. Uh, oh, we got, that's what I was going to ask, Bill. Have, have we got some questions? I told him a couple of things. It says, what is the best, this is a while back, what is the w- best WordPress plugin for membership sites? Well, we're going to get there, Bill. Well, but he asked second. that. I said it would wait till the end of the end of the road. So yeah, so any, other people. any other questions? Any other questions? No, no. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a wild card later on. But Morton's uh, Morton's got his finger up. Yeah, give right, us, right. Is that us a finger. Whoa, it's, it's this finger. <laughs> can, I, can I just uh, mention one thing? So you know the appeal of Wix and Squarespace and these other auto builder services is that is this idea that you can do it yourself. You don't need to hire anyone to do it for you. The problem with these services is that uh, even though it appears that you have a lot of control, you have very limited control because they give you basically a theme to work with, and then you can do some customization within this theme. The other thing I've discovered is that the accessibility of what they build is atrocious. It makes WordPress accessibility look fantastic, which is really bad. Um, How about about the SEO? And uh, I have no idea. I don't really, I haven't gone that far, but the the reality is... The the SEO isn't too impressive either. if If we think about the web going forward, the web needs to become more accessible because of how people access the web with new devices. And uh, I'm, I'm always worried that if people go down that track of these custom builders, that they'll end up with sites that are not accessible. And that's especially true for services like The Grid. Have you seen this? The uh, I have auto, heard of it. auto web design thing where you just put, submit content and it randomly... Oh, yeah, I've seen, I saw that. I saw that. They're, they have the best demo <laughs> video like, ever. I, I watched the demo, no too. Works. That, that actually, Walter, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's actually a, like a little person sitting inside doing it. I apologize, folks. I watched the video, though. It's very interesting. Yeah. Demo, uh, if I may interject. Yes, go the demo, the demo video for the grid is indeed impressive, and it blew a lot of people away. But from what I understand so far, um, what they have developed is the pages are very heavy. They're mm-hmm. not performance. They're not built for performance. And so, uh, so they would appeal a lot to web designers who want to turn out a site really quickly. That might be an option for like a an agency that just wants to turn out like a pretty site. But they're not necessarily going to be the most strategically uh, best put together sites that, that you know you could put together yeah, well, we've had all this before haven't we? you know when, when i started yeah. in this game i um i was using dreamweaver and um i was using the visual editor i admit it on my first couple of websites and looking you know they were awful but you know it's it's kind of like it kind of oscillates doesn't it back and forth doesn't it when Very I started much building websites, they didn't have any visual editors. They <laughs> <laughs> used Notepad. <laughs> I, 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 uh, when I'm coded, I use bare bones still. You know, uh, um, you know well, what does Adam's... Uh, Adam's been a bit quiet for a while. I'm a bit worried, actually. He's Go on, Adam. Have you got that. anything to say? Have you got anything to say, well, Adam? You know, I, I definitely think there's, you know... The issue of the accessibility is one thing, but the issue of letting people do it themselves, that's how WordPress kind of was pitched. I mean, I always tell people WordPress was pitched as free and easy for twelve mm-hmm. for many years. And it is free and easy to a point. Beyond that, there's that learning curve, which I mentioned last time. 
you know, the minute you want more customizations or functionality, it's time or money, your time or your money. Um, right. If drag yeah. and drop, I mean, I use a theme that we know that, I mean, it's drag and drop based, but it's, it works for me. I'm actually branching out and doing some other stuff these days that I feel a little guilty. But, you know, it's... Well, um, it's, it's what do you use, Adam? I can't say right now. I, I bought drag and drop. I haven't used it yet. I'm still using dynamic. Uh, yeah. it's, um, you know, it's just a matter of it, it's what people need to get there. The same thing, same thing that, you know, was said about, you know, the right tool for the right project. Yeah. Um, my position on this panel is that um, if people um, got a load of time to mess around, you know, if you're, if you've got a successful business, the last thing you've got is time. And if you're going to spend loads of time on this type of stuff, you're never going to hire me anyway, um, because you're never going to be able to afford to hire me, and I'm not that expensive. I'm cheap, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, um, so I don't get worked up about it because you know I wish them well, and I hope the business, their business, does grow. And uh, they get to a stage where they want, you know, more professional advice. But it's just, um, uh, yeah, that's my position. But I, I think all these systems, like, it comes and goes. And um, it just cannot, you know, it cannot replace the experienced person and their ability to develop something much better. I would hope so. Um, you know, uh, that's my position on it. Um, sorry, folks, that was boring, wasn't it? Um, Someone had an article up recently in um, managedwp.org about, you know, do end users really need page building tools? Because we've just had, a, you know, a handful of the new ones coming out. And um, I think a lot of them are not really aimed at, you know, the hopeless noob kind of end user because they're not as intuitive as that. They're aimed at the people in the kind of early stages of building websites for others where they don't have super strong code skills, but they've spent some time learning things and maybe they have a little other background in design or, or something because clearly if there were no market for these things, people uh, wouldn't be publishing yeah, one every you're, day. You're, you're totally um, right. Yeah, They're, but they are hugely popular, aren't they? They, yes, seem, they, are. they seem to be. I, I will say th the thing that interests me about Beaver Builder is the fact that it says, you know, right there on their homepage that, uh, you know, if you uninstall the plugin, it will, you know, it will convert your data back and you won't end up with just a jumble of weird things. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, I think I think we've um, covered my four topics. Um, I think we we'll get on to the main subject. You know, this month on WP Tonic has been membership plugin month, and um, we, we've uh, me and Bill have looked at quite a few membership plugins panel. Um, and the good which, news which is, which ones have you been covering? Oh God, I, I can't even. All of them. All of them. <laughs> oh, no, it would take you a year to cover all. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, well, the good the good news for anybody that wants to use WordPress with a membership functionality is, my God, there's some fantastic plugin solutions. Um, I would not want to be a plugin, um, a premier membership plugin producer because the to say the competition is hot is. Um, 
and entertainment but also there's a lot of membership websites out there so um I just want to ask the panel a quick question and then a couple of others after. Um, so what's your experience? You know, are there any um, membership plugins that you use that you really liked? And have, have you got any quick stories of some that you you had to use and um, your experience weren't so great? Um, does anybody want to jump in or do I have to choose somebody? Natalie? <laughs> Apparently, Adam is picking me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's you, like I like her, I like her That's why I pick her. <laughs> I have built uh, four membership sites, and those used uh, Wishlist, Magic Members, yeah. and then the last two both used Justin Tadlock's membership plugin. I think yeah. just called Just Members. Um, I did not care for the first two, <laughs> which is why the second two used members. Um, one of them had a paid, it was a paid membership, but you only had to pay once and then it was a lifetime membership. So I was able to just set up a custom user role and then a gravity form with a user registration add-on to collect that payment up front. Yeah. And then just use the functionality in members to manage the rest. The other one was actually annual, so I just had to throw a couple of functions and a plugin to expire people's memberships and get them to renew um, using Justin Tedlock's members. So uh, it's really simple, really clean, uh, and fits a lot of use cases, actually, where you don't have to do drip content and all of the different membership levels and all that kind of stuff. Well, thanks for that. Um, anybody else going to volunteer, or do I have to choose you? Um, I'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Morton. Go ahead. Uh, go on, Morton. I like this. I like this game. We should just keep saying "go ahead" to the other person. Um, <laughs> well, Adam's walked off. I think I've bored you. Have any of you? Have any of you seen the pl uh, the plugin called Pi Register? No. No. Uh, I was playing around with the. I was trying to build uh, a website. I was building a site for a course that I'm making, and I was trying to aim for a very specific type of membership site. And I tried 14 different plugins to try to find something that actually did what I wanted to. And you never go, go to bed. No. <laughs> and this, is, this plugin is the one I ended up with because it allowed, you, it allowed me to do things like Within one plugin, it allows you to um, take over the sign-up and registration procedure for WordPress. So you basically can redirect people to a custom page for each of the stages, sign-up, registration, login, and uh, profile management. So you can actually take away the entire backend of WordPress. Um, and it has a ton of other features, including paid membership and all this other stuff. And it's all contained within one very simple and easy-to-use plugin. Um, so... Because the, the challenge that I found with a lot of these uh, membership plugins is that they're very, very complex. They're huge and complex, mm -hmm. and they're built under the old way of doing things in WordPress with these very, very tricky um, ma management pages that assume you know everything already. Uh, but Pi, Pi Register actually does a lot of this stuff. So I ended up using Pi Register and Member Membership, the one that um, Natalie was talking about, uh, in combination. 
and it was like a 10 minute setup at the end once you once I knew what I was doing I could put the whole thing up in 10 minutes and it actually works completely seamlessly with just those two plugins and nothing else and it's smart because it does things like when you install and activate it it builds four pages for you the uh, registration wow. page the login page the uh, um, uh, profile page and the I forget what the fourth one is and if you de if you deregister the plugin so you uh, deactivate it then it removes those four pages for you so you don't have these four stray pages that are doing nothing on your page on your site and those four pages contain within them short codes so if you want to you can move the short code elsewhere in your site take the pages away and really customize it I'll give you full marks dealing with digital media if you're marketing digital media how would that work on the register on the page, well, you you're basically just giving you're taking over the registration process, right? Yeah. And then at that point, you would use something to handle the members. I think it actually handles members too, but I'm not sure. I haven't gone that far into it. I'll give you, I'll give you full marks, Morton. You've managed, you know, I must have talked about twelve plugins in these three hours, and you still find one that I didn't know about. So I'll give you a full box for that, Morton. Um, what about you, John? What's your experience of membership website? You know, membership functionality and what plugins have you used, if any? I suppose you've totally coded it yourself, haven't you? No, no. no. <laughs> to, be, to be quite honest, I have, I have kind of limited experience with membership sites. Uh, my real, like, on a live client site has just been a little bit with WooCommerce and groups. But yeah. in preparation for this talk, I did do some research on some of the leading plugins. Right. And I busted them out on on just like a little test site of my own. And the ones I found to be like you're super another one that, You're another one that doesn't go to bed, John. Yeah. Either that or his uh, work is slow right now. Yeah, well. uh, both. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. And what was your, what was your um, findings, John? I'm intrigued. Um, my findings, the two that I found to be uh, quite easy to use and quite extensible uh, were iThemes Exchange. Yes, it was yes. super simple to set up. And uh, Paid Membership Pro. And, and both of them are very extensible. Yep. Paid so. Membership Pro, that's what Jonathan came up with with our series for me. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it wasn't actually, Bill. I knew you were. Wait a second, Paid Membership Pro? I knew it you was. I, I recommended. <laughs> oh, no, New Media Gold Choice. That was no, a choice. No, I did not. I recommended Pippin Restricted, restricted, restricted Content, content Pro. pro. Yeah, that's what Wait, I meant to say. Restricted, <laughs> yeah, yeah, restricted content pro. I remember that. I've got it right here in my notes. I'm looking at he it. Don't, he he goes to sleep when we're talking, actually, panel. Um, How did I miss that? I don't know, Bill. I have no restricted idea. Con- well, what's the panel think about restricted contact pro? And I've, I've just been planning to look at it since, the, since I uh, found out he's got a, a version of it up on GitHub. What I'm trying to do is we're new media, and I – we teach the podcasting, the networking, the net streaming like we're doing now. But I'm, what I'm finding is I have to do some basic WordPress setup for folks too. So we're trying to package that all together. And I'm trying to find a membership plugin to manage the people other than just going up on. The, yeah, I was, I was only being nasty to be. No, you're right, you're right. Um, content, just, I, no, no, I'm, I've, I've got to get this get, month. i got to get there. So which, what, do, what do I need? Which we're I like an old married couple, me and Bill. We just kind of. Bail uh, time. Yeah, I, I I have got some extensive experience of membership websites. Um, I, I'll know, I've done about twelve to fifteen. Um, I've well, used, you do mine. 
Of course, I'm not doing it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's easy. He needs you to pay him. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, paid, I'm a paid mercenary, Bill. I'll buy you breakfast at Denny's. This is this is how it works, Bill. You give me, uh, you ask, give me a specification, and then I give you a proposal. And okay, you, okay, you okay. Gobs the money, and then I give you a product, Bill. Uh, this is how. <laughs> Look, look, uh, look, 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 he's my student. Look, he's got the black curtain behind him. He's got the right mic. He's got the dynamic mic. He's doing great. See, I'm, yeah. I've taught him all this. Uh, let's get back onto the subject, can we? Um, I've used Paid Membership Pro quite a bit, and uh, I think it's a, you know, it's a great plugin. And... Um, but you know, but if you know your, you know, you know your filters and your hooks, and you can knock it around. You can, but I wouldn't, unless you're doing something really basic. I don't think it's for the beginner. Um, and I've utilised Restrict Content Pro, and uh, you know, what can what can you say about Pippin Williams? And you know, you must have been born out of the womb with the ability to program, mustn't he? Um, <laughs> Now, apparently he spent like an extra, you know, 10 hours a day while getting his degree and working a job. It's just like, you know, one of those no, overachieving types you want to smack upside the head. It just kind of, it just gets me depressed, but I, I just have another whiskey and I'm all right. Uh, um, but I have utilized his and it, I think that's pretty good. And I, I have had... Um, I'm going to use. I have used wish list a few times, and it's all okay. But it's a bit like what Malton said. It's got an endless stream of option pages. It's and, so complex. Yeah. Uh, to say it's the less. That's stews, right? Um, I, I can't remember actually, but it. You know, I had to integrate. I had to do a couple. I had to integrate it into some forum software. And um, it did the job, but um, it it was a it, it kind of caused me a couple of long, uh, couple of weeks of long evenings. Put it that way. Um, so, what about Adam? Have you had the pleasure of doing any kind of membership yeah. websites? So early really on, I've used Content Restrict uh, Restriction Pro as well. Content, however you say that. Um, I've then I switched over to uh, I messed around with and got it working for somebody for a while, and then they ran out of money. S two member. Oh, yeah. You know, an ST member's been around for a while, and there's a free level and a pay level. And, um, you know, it's it's got a bit of a curve. But the thing I don't like about it, when we removed it from a site, it left um, left some information on the tables. It left the user roles, which I hate. It, yeah, I mean, I, I had to go in and remove them manually. I don't know if they fixed yeah. that or not, a newer version, but you go to user role, subscriber, admin, you know, editor, author, and there'll be the other five roles that they gave you, and they're like, well, this doesn't make no good. This is just a mess. So that kind of turned me off to it. So now I'm actually with John. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, iThemes Exchange. And that's my, I'm planning on using something for that coming up, um, well, in theory, March 1st, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I've, I looked at it, and it did look really impressive, but I haven't utilized it. But it, it did look impressive, what they've done with it. Um, so... Um, you know, if an, another membership site comes up, I will be looking at it. Um, what about you, Morton? Oh, you, you already you you already did come up with something I never even heard of, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> still in awe. I'm still in awe about that. And you managed to come up with some membership. What about um, 
Hey, right, we're, uh, we're shooting on an hour now, Jonathan. Oh, well, we better oh, finish. we got to do the wild card, the wild card question. we wild card. we got to do the quick wild card. we got to talk a few minutes about it. I want to know, i got a question for Morton. Yeah. Actually, i got a question for Morton. Morton, you know, we have the FCC, Federal uh, Communication Commission. Yep. They are voting today to take over the Internet, basically, and they're doing it under the guideline of um, equal access. Do you have something like that up in Canada, first of all? Uh, the oh, you mean uh, the status of the internet? Yeah, we have something yeah. called the the CRA, Canadian. I don't know what that. What means. do they do? Uh, do they what do they do to control the internet? Do they tax it? Because I think the uh, FCC is about to tax the internet. Uh, I, I, no, they don't. The, the basic the basic issue is oversight over what the uh, the providers can and cannot do, right? Right. If they can throttle internet, uh, right now there's debate in Canada about whether or not they should throttle internet because yeah. all the providers want to do that. All the non-providers think that's uh, horrible. There was debate previously a couple of years ago about this, um, but the problem is in Canada you have this: all telecommunication is bundled into one. I think it's the same in the states, but it's more complicated in Canada. So telephone. TV and internet are all handled as one individual unit. So what ends up happening is sometimes you get these weird things that travel over. So there's rules about how TV is broadcast over the air and whether or not if it's a free channel and a cable network, then the cable then redistributes it. Do they then have to pay the free network because they're redistributing their signal or not? And can they degrade the signal? And that has somehow climbed into the internet as well. So there's this is, huge mess. Is Google playing up there? Uh, no. Okay. There, there's no... We, we just have three providers. There's uh, Tel, Telus, which is the old television tele, telephone provider. There's uh, And then there's Shaw and uh, Rogers. But Shaw and Rogers have split the country in half. So Rogers has one side, Shaw has the other side. Yeah. So I'm in Shaw territory. And then we have Bell, which is uh, basic... As he froze, and that, that's good timing. <laughs> <laughs> Bell, they cut him off. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> he said something bad. I want to issue with how you describe the situation, though. You said that the FCC wants to take over the internet and tax it. I mean, I, I understand American anti-governmental nonsense, but that's just pure paranoia. What's happening is the the government is trying to prevent private companies from basically destroying the freedom of the internet. I, and this is not hyperbolic either. They're literally trying to say, because we can't control you anymore, because we you can actually use the internet to access services we don't provide, we want to charge you extra for those services so that we still get the money. Because the internet is posing a huge threat against the ma the big cable companies who used to control what we watched and when we watched it. What, what we need is competition. We need more providers. And what happens, I was a city councilman for six, almost six years until 9-11. And I'm very familiar with cable companies. They're not my friends. And <laughs> in fact, we, we penalized our cable company, but they're public-private monopolies, basically. They have franchises within cities. So what we need is competition. We need more people competing, more ways to get a broadband than just a cable company. Yeah, yeah. That's just, what we need. And just so you know, Verizon, just for those who have Fios in LA or a couple, Verizon sold Fios. Uh, it'll be a new name within a year called Frontier in the East Coast. So, you know, once again, kind of went on the low on the radar, less competition or maybe whatever, that's just the money. It sold for $13 billion. I just missed out, I missed out on buying it myself. Right. But, you know. 
<laughs> anyway, I was back in uh, Omaha when they put in the test uh, test uh, Google Optics, and it's pretty yeah. impressive. Awesome. Go ahead, Jonathan. Back to you, Jonathan. Oh, it was both to me, is it, Bill? Uh, um, um, Time will tell what happens now that the FCC has taken over. Probably taken yeah. over. You know, it would be lovely not to have to deal with a charter. Where's my tin hat? After what you've said about Canadian providers, Morton, you're finished anyway. <laughs> they, they, broke, they, broke, <laughs> they were worried you were going to say something. They froze you. Yeah. <laughs> all the American, all the, all the <laughs> states, don't say FBI, CIA, or NSA. Right. I mean, look, we have crappy, expensive internet because we don't have enough competition, and they have, you know, a cheaper, better internet in most parts of, of Europe because comp yeah. competition mm -hmm. was forced on them by regulation. And, mm -hmm. you know, I am not a big fan of, of the American government, past or, or present, but uh, I would think I would probably rather have the FCC in charge than, you know, Comcast. Well, it's the cities that create yeah. the monopolies. In, um, in uh, Kansas City, all of the cities got the new Google, you know, huge, super fast internet. You're talking, you're and talking one, about one city didn't because the council didn't allow Google to come in because the cable company controlled those council members. You know how to fix that by nationwide federal regulation. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Canadian. The thing is, this works everywhere else. I don't know why. Americans think that this free market system works when everywhere where they don't have it, everything is always better. I'm and sorry. Then, and, I'm Bill, yeah. and Bill keeps talking about Google, the company that does no evil. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I just know that's that's was I, that's my favorite provider, right? Really, for speed. God, I think you've got to be worried about any company. I like the guy in the corner for my speed. We do no evil. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't have a provider for speed. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> you know, Morton needs to put his little hat on now, his purple hat, or where it is, his orange hat. Go on, let's finish, Bill. Have we got any questions? That's enough of the FCC. Have we got any questions from the chat? We had a couple have questions. Have the question about the best... Uh, 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 about the best... Uh, Membership plugin. I mean, I think it depends on what you want because a lot, yeah. a lot yeah. of things, a lot of things that are billed as membership plugins, what those are are basically content restriction plugins. Yeah. Right. And if you want to build a site where you're like displaying your members, you need an entirely different sort right. of a plugin generally. And and I'm looking at something called Users Ultra for a, a site where we what we want is for people to a pay for membership, but B, be able to create create and display detailed profiles. Can I say something, Stanley? You, you get the second gold medal of this because you you have man, fa managed to find a plugin that I I've never heard of. I was spending hours looking for something because on, on sites we've built in the past, we, we custom developed the, the profile sections and that was not something that, that, you know, this is a non-profit site and they haven't got the budget for that. Um, but somewhere up here, I... I think I have the link to the site. I knew my panel would impress me. You, you, you always impress me, panel. You always manage, you found two <laughs> plugins that I've never even heard of. Uh, um, you know, so, one last thought. I use Infusionsoft, and they have a solution too, but I don't want to pay $70 a month. I know Infusionsoft. They had to integrate wish list with Infusionsoft once, and it was ugly. You yeah. Infusionsoft is kind of ugly sometimes too. Confusion. Uh, Confusion soft. My sense of it. 
I want to wish that on my worst enemy. Uh, um, but, I ask my, I tell my wife, she, she's in charge of figuring out. All right, then I'll come to the conclusion, Bill, that we haven't had any decent. Yeah, hey, there's a question for you. I think. Oh, right. No, it's for I guess the whole panel. It says, yeah. "How? Wait, let me find this." How, it actually was addressed to you. How much should, should I expect to pay a developer an hour? Yes, I'm responded in the chat. RMC is a non-profit. Get the pedo up so that. Holy shit. Come on, panel, give it to finish this off. Give yeah, a everyone point. should average you an answer. What what should what do you think the rate should be? Come on, panel. What's the favorite? Throw that at him. Yeah, Whatever what the market will bear. I mean it depends on what, what do you how do you value yourself and your time? Honestly, I mean I started off. <laughs> 20 years ago, I was $20 an hour. Wow. Now uh, it's 20 years ago, I'm twenty three fifty an hour. So you know, <laughs> my wife's like, give it up, give it up. No, um, you know, it just depends. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if we're, should we just say, what are we charging an hour when I do hourly work? You can or not. Do you want to say, Bill? Do you want to say, Adam? Or I charge $110 an hour when I do hourly repair or fix work. And, you know, and people say, how long will it take? And if, if it's a brand new site, I get a lot of people asking for help. And I say it's going to take two to four hours. I don't know until I open up, until I log so, into your dashboard. I don't know what I'm going to see. So you don't and give an estimate ahead of time. You don't say this is what I, it's going to take. Okay. I can't. You don't. We don't know because I have until so you send the code. You right. Have no idea. So I'll, I'll give somebody 15 minutes of my time on the phone, and I might spend another 15 minutes tops if I really don't know what's going on, or they don't know how to explain what's going on. Good. You know, I'll spend maybe a half hour, potentially investigative. You know, before I jump in and say this is more time on me. But two to four hours, oftentimes it's more, sometimes it's less. And I let people know I track my time well. I mean, I bill, I use fresh books. I mean, I'm, not, I'm ethical. I track what I've done. I give them notes. Um, I don't leave any back doors of anything. It's just, but two to four hours, it's it's like that cable guy coming to your house. We'll be there between eight and noon. You know, okay. It just, yeah. we don't know until we open. Well, let's go, go, go down the list. Go, yeah. John. Uh, go, John. More about you, John. Yeah. And later. <laughs> Um, yeah, lately I, I've been trying to uh, do more like a value flat fee based pricing. Uh -huh. Definitely for fix-it jobs, um, that ends up being hourly. Uh -huh. But um, if like my average effective rate is it's somewhere between 50 and 80 an hour, yeah, which is, 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 I mean, that's still low. Um, so, but I think that... <laughs> Yeah, but you'd be surprised. I've talked to a lot of developers out there, and there's a lot of people that are only earning, you know, twenty, thirty dollars an hour still, mm -hmm. and you know, and they're happy at that rate. So we talk about freelance exchange sites being really low. Yeah, right. I, I think even. Even in our market, I, I, I think there's uh, a lot of work to be done with putting the value um, back on our work. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm with you. Real quick, I want to just mention I'm a value person as well. I don't, you know, there's a there's a great ebook by the guys from FreshBooks. I believe it's FreshBooks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's I've pretty, read it. It's, it's brilliant, you know, and it's placed on where you are in life, what your what your needs are, your overhead, all that stuff. It's a business, and a lot of creatives. 
even, you know, forget the fact, I mean, it's photographer background. A lot of photographers are terrible in business. They end up working for $8 an hour or less. You shoot a wedding for 500 bucks and they work 40 hours. You know, it's not right. So it's value for sure um, for the bigger projects, you know. Uh, but for the hourly stuff, for the fixed, you know, I just, I can't give a flat yeah. rate because it's, it's a loss leader that I, I don't want to make 10 bucks an hour. I can't, I can't, I have kids. I'd rather, yeah. I I don't want to hang with them, but so, I better so, do something else. So Morton's next. Morton, what's the Canadian dollar these days? What's the exchange rate? Uh, I think uh, I got uh, one, let's see. For one US dollar, I get like a hundred and, no, a one twenty? <laughs> no. Like for a hundred US dollars, I get a hundred twenty Canadian. Oh, right. I, think, I, think Linda, I think Linda's been lying to you, Paul. No, no, no. <laughs> no it's, I think so the Canadian dollars is at 80 cents. So how, how does Linda pay you? Do they pay you in uh, American dollars? Do you uh, euros? In, uh, <laughs> dry, and, uh, West Frank. Fuzzy animals. I don't know. No, seriously, though. The, the question was, what is a fair, like, how much should I expect to pay for a developer? Yes. Right? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, um, there, there's a huge conversation to be had here that we're not going to dive into uh, all that much. I'll just say some very, very short things. Outside the WordPress community, development, you're expected to pay somewhere between 120 and $300 an hour for any kind of professional developer. Right. Within the WordPress community, that same quality of code goes for anywhere between 50 and $120. That's not because the WordPress community does worse work. It's because the people who work within the WordPress community often started in the WordPress community and have no idea what's going on outside the community. Mm -hmm. That's an actual problem because it devalues the quality of WordPress and it makes WordPress seem cheap when it's not. Um, when it comes to what you charge, you have to actually do what Adam said, which is consider yourself a business. That means you have to tally up all the expenses you have. If you have a home office, that's still a home office that you use. Uh, you have to buy all your gear, all your software. You know, If you're going to do anything professionally, you have to pay your licenses for your software. You have to actually have proper hosting and all these things. So if you just tally it up, I sat down with one of my um, friends she was charging $75 an hour and I did the math for her for her to break even she needed to charge $120 an hour and a fair rate for her would be $198 an hour Canadian but she was charging 80 simply because she had no idea the cost of doing business for her because she wasn't she wasn't thinking as a business and I think this comes from a lot of people they come into the into the business of web design from some sort of salaried job so they think about income as something that you get without overhead right instead of thinking about i'm now running an entire business that has all these other things involved in it so uh, finding like for for okay for someone who's not in the wordpress community who's just hiring someone i would say if someone is saying they're charging 20 dollars an hour i'd be very careful about hiring them because not just because I don't know what they're going to do, but also because they're undervaluing the quality of their own work mm -hmm. and they're not going to be happy about their job they're doing because they're going to be pressed for money. Um, the other thing is any other profession, any other profession, plumber, dentist, lawyer, any kind of thing where you need professional services does not cost that little. They usually cost upwards of $200 an hour. So we, we kind of have to... Yeah, these these, right? these uh, Canadian socialist plumbers in Vancouver. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, uh, Next. What about, what about that? We're going to finish. 
Can I just get going? What about Natalie? You got any thoughts on this, Natalie? Yeah, um, so how much would you expect to pay a developer per hour? I would say to think about um, it's not just the price per hour. Uh, if you hire a junior level developer at $30, $40, $50 an hour, it might take them three days to figure out something that a professional, you know, more experienced developer who you're paying $200 an hour could do in an hour. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's, you can't just think about the price per hour when you're comparing one developer to another. It's also their experience level and the value that they're bringing to it. So it's, it doesn't boil down to just what's the hourly rate for each person. Um, I totally agree, Natalie. Uh, you know. So, um, what about Sally? What do you reckon? Uh, I reckon that uh, charging one hundred twenty-five dollars an hour is probably not enough. Uh, and and it's been many years since I raised my rates. And uh, either that, or I just need to bill for a, a number more hours. I, I and uh, you know, it it is true that people in other in other professions uh, charge more and we come up against an expectation on the part of some clients that it should be cheap because Mm -hmm. it's WordPress Uh, and I think some of that expectation has been uh, aided and abetted by all the people who are working for cheap but that is also true in in a lot of other areas particularly creative ones you know there are other people who will do something on Fiverr but as as Natalie said you've got the total cost of ownership issue uh, and you know or or you know the Odesk or whatever and you know if you're living somewhere where the where the cost of living is lower you can charge a smaller amount and maybe still like cover your bills but if you're living in an expensive place and you know it costs money for your electricity and money for your internet and want money for your web hosting and money for whatever you know developer licenses you buy and and money for you know your licenses for your sublime text and your PHP storm and your Photoshop and your and your whatnot uh, it, then you know you better do the math and make sure that you're charging at least enough to cover your ex- mm-hmm. expenses and then you need to think about well you know how long have I been doing this and and what am I really worth because I you know I, I am allowed to charge more than, than a break-even amount I, I, I this is not a charity I'm running yeah, yeah right. so um, Adam do you I think you yeah. wanted to say yeah, something. so two things real quick so one thing is just because we're faster as we get better doesn't make us cheaper so keep that in mind for the people listening or just for the you know for the panel. But you know, I had an experience a couple years ago, a site that I set up, total mistake on my part. Um, left the admin username, this is five years ago. I, I, no, it is what it is. Got hacked. It's, it was a family member site, so I took care of it half price. <laughs> but it took me three hours to figure out where the piece of code was. It was in the header, hidden it was a piece of JavaScript head in the header, in the header. Um, that only showed up. Thank you.